right. All right. <clears throat> well, we're winding down, Jeremiah. And, and this last little bit, as we talked last week, uh, there's stories. And, and it's hard for me to <laughs> extract some biblical principles out of it except for one overarching thing. God wants our obedience. He wanted it through time. Through time. When he brought the children of Israel out, which are his chosen people by his own admission, this is God himself. He said, they're my people. They're very unique to me. And and I... I'm, I want them unto myself. And he gave what we know as the Ten Commandments. And the very first one was, I don't want any other gods before me. None. I don't want any images carved in stone of any likeness on earth, under the sea, in the heavens. And yet, the children of Israel continued to be rebellious and continued to say, we want to do things our way. And they picked up the idols from the people around them. Now, from Moses' own, he said, he said, you marry within your family. Don't you marry these local girls because they're going to, they're going to, get you astray. Well, things did pretty good until they got to Solomon and things went downhill in a hurry and exactly what the Lord said was going to happen, happened. And, and the idol worship got worse and worse and he sent prophets after prophet after prophet says, don't do that. Don't do that. So the ultimate, the ultimate in was that the Israel was taken into captivity. The ten northern tribes were taken into captivity by the Assyrians about 200 years before what we're talking about now. But we talked last week that Nebuchadnezzar from Babylon was on the outside. He said, he's, <laughs> Jeremiah had preached and prophesied these 30 plus years to this these group of people, and they didn't listen to him. It wasn't anything. Um, I, I've been running around this in my own head. Bill, are you listening to what the Lord tells you? Are you doing what you know to do? Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. But what the Lord wants us to do is to be obedient to him. Now, last week we talked about Galileo, which was the person that Nebuchadnezzar put in charge, and they killed him. But all the Jews had come in to that part of the country, and and we talked about it, you know, they they put a lot of faith in what was going on in Egypt. And we're going to pick up there this morning. We're going to pick up in chapter 43 
uh, and and then we read through chapter uh, verse seven last week, but we're going to pick that up. And then it's a lot of narrative, and then I'm going to let the reader read if I can get this thing right. And then we're going to, I'll stop it at the end of each chapter, and then we'll do some comments on it. So Jeremiah, um, Jeremiah chapter 43. Y'all hear that? Telling all the people, all the words of the Lord their God, that is, all these words, Azariah the son of Hoshiah and Johanan the son of Kareah, and all the arrogant men said to Jeremiah, You are telling a lie. The Lord our God has not sent you to say you were not to enter Egypt to reside there, but Barak the son of Neriah is inciting you against us to give us over into the hand of the Chaldeans, so they will put us to death or exile us to Babylon. So Johanan the son of Korea and all the commanders of the forces and all the people did not obey the voice of the Lord to stay in the land of Judah. But Johanan the son of Korea and all the commanders of the forces took the entire remnant of Judah who had returned from all the nations to which they had been driven away in order to reside in the land of Judah. The men, the women, the children, the king's daughters, and every person that Nebuzaradan, the captain of the bodyguard, had left with Gedaliah, the son of Ahikam, and grandson of Shaphan, together with Jeremiah the prophet and Barak the son of Neriah. And they entered the land of Egypt, for they did not obey the voice of the Lord, and went in as far as Taphanhes. Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah in Taphanhes, saying, Take some large stones in your hands, and hide them in the mortar in the brick terrace, which is at the entrance of Pharaoh's palace in Taphanhes, in the sight of some of the Jews, and say to them, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I am going to send and get Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, my servant, and I am going to set his throne right over these stones that I have hidden, and he will spread his canopy over them. He will also come and strike the land of Egypt. Those who are meant for death will be given over to death, and those for captivity to captivity, and those for the sword to the sword. And I shall set fire to the temples of the gods of Egypt, and he will burn them and take them captive. So he will wrap himself with the land of Egypt as a shepherd wraps himself with his garment, and he will depart from there safely. He will also shatter the obelisks of Heliopolis, which is in the land of Egypt, and the temples of the gods of Egypt he will burn with fire. Now, we talked about this um, a couple of Sundays ago, that in chapter 29, he says... Go to Babylon. All the people, you go to Babylon, you'll be safe. He says, you go there, you build houses, you get married, you have children, you be a good citizen, and in 70 years, I'm going to bring you back. Well, some went, some didn't. And, and the some didn't is part of the problem where we are today because they, they wanted to do their own thing and stay in their own land. When, when Jeremiah prophesied and told them, he says, you're in trouble now. <laughs> he says, uh, you hadn't done what we said. 
you say, I'm telling a lie, but I'm not. And then they even, Baruch, you know, who had his scribe, who had, had Art talked about the two scrolls that, that he had written. Um, they didn't have a Xerox machine back there, so he just wrote it again, you know. And yet the king cut it up, threw it in the fire, and he wrote it again. But they, in this time, they said, verse 3 says, Barak has even incited uh, this situation, which he didn't. And, and uh, Jeremiah talks about that in chapter 45. So they went there, defying what the Lord has said, verse 7, and they entered the land of Egypt, for they did not obey the voice of the Lord and went as far as Tappanhas. Well, as Jeremiah does and has said, he's used object lessons before. He went to the potter's house. Uh, he, he did what the Lord told him to bring an object to them. He says, the Lord told him, he says, this is what I want you to do. He says, uh, verse 9, take some large stones in your hand, hide them in mortar in the brick terrace, which is at the entrance of Pharaoh's palace, in the sight of the Jews, and say to them, uh, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I am going to send and get Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, my servant, and I am going to set his throne right over these stones I have hidden. There's a couple of things here. Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, my servant. God used a pagan king to whip Israel. He called him my servant. Pastor Bobby has been talking about, um, uh, in Romans, about uh, our allegiance to governing authority. And he says that nobody is in power except the Lord puts him there. And in this particular case, the Lord chose Babylon to do, uh, to whip Israel. And there's more we'll say about Babylon as we get into the last chapters in, in, um, in Jeremiah. But he says, this is what's going to happen. I shall set fire to the temples, verse 12. I'll burn them, take them captive. He will wrap himself uh, in the land of Egypt as a shepherd wraps himself in his garment. He said, Nebuchadnezzar is going to come in there and wrap us up just like a shepherd would, would wrap himself in a cloak. And he says, he's going to take all these things. Okay, let's, let's con continue to see what happens here. It'll be a little pause, but we're going on to chapter 44. Chapter 44. The word that came to Jeremiah for all the Jews living in the land of Egypt those who were living in Migdal, Tavanhes, Memphis, and the land of Pathras, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, You yourselves have seen all the calamity that I have brought on Jerusalem and all the cities of Judah, and behold, this day they are in ruins, and no one lives in them because of their wickedness, which they committed so as to provoke me to anger by continuing to burn sacrifices and to serve other gods whom they had not known 
neither they, you, nor your fathers. Yet I sent you, all my servants, the prophets, again and again, saying, Oh, do not do this abominable thing which I hate. But they did not listen or incline their ears to turn from their wickedness, so as not to burn sacrifices to other gods. Therefore, my wrath and my anger were poured out and burned in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem. So they have become a ruin and a desolation as it is this day. Now then, thus says the Lord God of hosts, the God of Israel, Why are you doing great harm to yourselves, so as to cut off from you man and woman, child and infant, from among Judah, leaving yourselves without remnant, provoking me to anger with the works of your hands, burning sacrifices to other gods in the land of Egypt where you are entering to reside, so that you might be cut off and become a curse and a reproach among all the nations of the earth? Have you forgotten the wickedness of your fathers, the wickedness of the kings of Judah, and the wickedness of their wives, your own wickedness, and the wickedness of your wives, which they committed in the land of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem? But they have not become contrite even to this day, nor have they feared nor walked in my law or my statutes, which I have set before you and before your fathers. Therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I am going to set my face against you for woe, even to cut off all Judah, and I will take away the remnant of Judah, who have set their mind on entering the land of Egypt to reside there. And they will all meet their end in the land of Egypt. They will fall by the sword and meet their end by famine. Both small and great will die by the sword and famine. And they will become a curse, an object of horror, an imprecation, and a reproach. And I will punish those who live in the land of Egypt, as I have punished Jerusalem, with the sword, with famine, and with pestilence. So there will be no refugees or survivors for the remnant of Judah, who have entered the land of Egypt to reside there, and then to return to the land of Judah, to which they are longing to return and live, for none will return except a few refugees. Then all the men who were aware that their wives were burning sacrifices to other gods, along with all the women who were standing by, as a large assembly, including all the people who were living in Pathras in the land of Egypt, responded to Jeremiah, saying, As for the message that you have spoken to us in the name of the Lord, we are not going to listen to you, but rather we will certainly carry out every word that has proceeded from our mouths by burning sacrifices to the Queen of Heaven and pouring out drink offerings to her, just as we ourselves, our forefathers, our kings, and our princes did in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem. For then we had plenty of food and were well off and saw no misfortune. But since we stopped burning sacrifices to the Queen of Heaven and pouring out drink offerings to her, we have lacked everything and have met our end by the sword and by famine. And, said the women, when we were burning sacrifices to the Queen of Heaven and were pouring out drink offerings to her, was it without our husbands that we made for her sacrificial cakes in her image and poured out drink offerings to her? Then Jeremiah said to all the people, to the men and women, even to all the people who were giving him such an answer, saying, As for the smoking sacrifices that you burned in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem, you and your forefathers, your kings and your princes, and the people of the land, did not the Lord remember them, and did not all this come into his mind, 
So the Lord was no longer able to endure it because of the evil of your deeds, because of the abominations which you have committed. Thus your land has become a ruin, an object of horror and a curse, without an inhabitant as it is this day, because you have burned sacrifices and have sinned against the Lord and not obeyed the voice of the Lord or walked in his law, his statutes, or his testimonies. Therefore this calamity has befallen you as it has this day. Then Jeremiah said to all the people, including all the women, Hear the word of the Lord, all Judah, who were in the land of Egypt. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, as follows. As for you and your wives, you have spoken with your mouths and fulfilled it with your hands, saying, We will certainly perform our vows that we have vowed, to burn sacrifices to the Queen of Heaven and pour out drink offerings to her. Go ahead and confirm your vows, and certainly perform your vows. Nevertheless, hear the word of the Lord, all Judah who are living in the land of Egypt. Behold, I have sworn by my great name, says the Lord, never shall my name be invoked again by the mouth of any man of Judah in all the land of Egypt, saying, As the Lord God lives. Behold, I am watching over them for harm and not for good. And all the men of Judah who were in the land of Egypt will meet their end by the sword and by famine until they are completely gone. Those who escape the sword will return out of the land of Egypt to the land of Judah few in number. Then all the remnant of Judah who have gone to the land of Egypt to reside there will know whose word will stand, mine or theirs. This will be the sign to you, declares the Lord that I am going to punish you in this place, so that you may know that my words will surely stand against you for harm. Thus says the Lord, Behold, I am going to give over Pharaoh Hophra, king of Egypt, to the hand of his enemies, to the hand of those who seek his life, just as I gave over Zedekiah, king of Judah, to the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, who was his enemy and was seeking his life. Okay. Back to verse 2. He said, He said, You've seen yourself what I did to Jerusalem. Now Jeremiah said that, that Nebuchadnezzar was coming. They stayed outside outside the walls for about 30 months. We talked about last week. That's what scholars say. About 30 months they were out there. But they finally breached the wall and came in and totally devastated Jerusalem. What Jeremiah's doing here, he says, you've seen, I preached it, and it came true, and you witnessed it. You witnessed it. He says, but you say I'm a liar? I'm not telling the truth? He goes on in verse 11, he says, therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, Behold, I'm going to set my face against you for woe, even to cut off all of Judah. And I will take away the remnant of Judah who have set their mind on entering the land of Egypt to reside there, and they will meet their end in the land of Egypt. So one more time, he says, you go down there, you went down there, I told you not to go, but you went you're going to wind up. That's where you're going to die, down there. And then he goes into this thing about, about uh, sacrifices 
and to the, the queen of heaven. And he says, your wives have been doing it. You knew they were doing it. You didn't say anything about it. And they went on. And he says, at verse 16, as for the message that you've spoken to us in the name of the Lord, we're not going to listen to you, but rather we'll certainly carry out every word that had proceeded from our mouths by burning sacrifices to the queen of heaven, pouring out drink offerings to her, just as we ourselves, our forefathers, our kings, our princes did in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem. And then they do something crazy. And see if this kind of sounds like maybe we've been guilty, maybe even today. He says, because when I did, I had plenty. When we sacrificed to the queen of heaven, I had plenty. Their memory was kind of short because 40 years, the ladies didn't miscarry. Their shoes didn't wear out. Their feet didn't swell. God fed them. God gave them something to drink and took care of them for all this time. And yet he says, well, when we sacrificed to the queen of heaven, he said, we had good things. Verse 18, but since we stopped burning sacrifices to the queen of heaven and poured out drink offerings to her, we have lacked everything and we've met our end by sword and by famine. Well, <laughs> what can I say? You know, we, we kind of do the same thing today. You know, well, we had this good time under this president. And we're going to see what this going to do for the next one. And Tuesday didn't turn out too good. But anyway, I won't go there. Um, but we, <laughs> verse 22 Verse 22, so the Lord was no longer able to endure it because of the evil of your deeds. Verse 23, because you have burnt sacrifices and have sinned against the Lord and have not obeyed the voice of the Lord or walked in his law, his statutes, his testimonies, therefore this calamity has fallen, befallen on you this day. Verse 27, Behold, I'm watching over the harm and not for good. And all the men of Judah who are in the land of Egypt will meet their end by the sword, the famine, until they're completely gone. You know, we've talked in here before, you know, about how many times does God have to say something in Scripture for it to be true? And when he says it repeatedly, 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 it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Verse 28. Those who escape the sword will return out of the land of Egypt to the land of Judah, few in number. Then all the remnant of Judah who have gone to the land of Egypt to reside there will know whose words will stand. Mine are theirs. He says, the remnant that's gone that I told them to go and go to Babylon and to be good citizens and live and plant gardens and build houses and get married. He says, after 70 years, they're going to come back. This is what he said. He says, and all the remnant of Judah who have gone uh, to the land of 
Egypt will recite, excuse me, uh, the first part of that, uh, were few in number. All the remnant of Judah who have gone to the land of Egypt to reside there will know whose whose word is mine or theirs. So the people that went to, to Egypt were doomed, but God was going to bring a remnant back. He's already promised that, that. Now in verse chapter 45, we'll read it, and then we'll go on into chapter 46. Uh, Baruch was, was Jeremiah's scribe, and he, he was kind of tired of <laughs> the same old message for so many years. He said, you know, I'm weary of this, and he, he agreed with that. But yet, uh, Jeremiah told him, uh, verse 5, he said, But you are seeking great things for yourself. Do not seek them, for behold, I'm going to bring disaster on all flesh, declares the Lord. But I will give your life to you as booty in all the places where you go. In other words, I understand your weariness. And I understand that you want it to be great someday. But you're going to get your life, and you're, and you're going to live. So let's pick up in, in chapter 45, and we'll go into chapter 46. Chapter 44. No, we've heard that. Excuse me. We get my technology working here. Without facing back, 
Terror is on every side, declares the Lord. Let not the swift man flee, nor the mighty man escape. In the north beside the river Euphrates, they have stumbled and fallen. Who is this that rises like the Nile, like the rivers whose waters surge about? Egypt rises like the Nile, even like the rivers whose waters surge about. And he has said, I will rise and cover that land. I will surely destroy the city and its inhabitants. Go up, you horses, and drive madly your chariots, that the mighty men may march forward. Ethiopia and Put that handle the shield, and the Lydians that handle and bend the bow. For that day belongs to the Lord God of hosts, a day of vengeance, so as to avenge himself on his foes. And the sword will devour and be satiated and drink its fill of their blood. For there will be a slaughter for the Lord God of hosts in the land of the north by the river Euphrates. Go up to Gilead and obtain balm, O virgin daughter of Egypt. In vain have you multiplied remedies. There is no healing for you. The nations have heard of your shame, and the earth is full of your cry of distress. For one warrior has stumbled over another, and both of them have fallen down together. This is the message which the Lord spoke to Jeremiah the prophet about the coming of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, to smite the land of Egypt. Declare in Egypt and proclaim in Migdal, proclaim also in Memphis and Taphanes. Say, take your stand and get yourself ready, for the sword has devoured those around you. Why have your mighty ones become prostrate? They do not stand because the Lord has thrust them down. They have repeatedly stumbled. Indeed, they have fallen one against another. Then they said, get up and let us go back to our own people and our native land away from the sword of the oppressor. They cried there. Pharaoh, king of Egypt, is but a big noise. He has let the appointed time pass by. As I live, declares the king, whose name is the Lord of hosts, surely one shall come who looms up like Tabor among the mountains, or like Carmel by the sea. Make your baggage ready for exile, O daughter dwelling in Egypt, for Memphis will become a desolation. It will even be burned down and bereft of inhabitants. Egypt is a pretty heifer, but a horsefly is coming from the north. It is coming. Also, her mercenaries in her midst are like fattened calves, for even they too have turned back and have fled away together. They did not stand their ground, for the day of their calamity has come upon them, the time of their punishment. Its sound moves along like a serpent, for they move on like an army and come to her as woodcutters with axes. They have cut down her forest, declares the Lord, Surely it will no more be found, even though they are now more numerous than locusts and are without number. The daughter of Egypt has been put to shame, given over to the power of the people of the north. The Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, says, Behold, I am going to punish Ammon of Thebes and Pharaoh and Egypt along with her gods and her kings, even Pharaoh and those who trust in him. I shall give them over to the power of those who are seeking their lives even into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and into the hand of his officers. Afterwards, however, it will be inhabited as in the days of old, declares the Lord. But as for you, O Jacob, my servant, do not fear, nor be dismayed, O Israel, for see, I am going to save you from afar, and your descendants from the land of their captivity. And Jacob will return and be undisturbed and secure, with no one making him tremble. O Jacob, my servant, do not fear, declares the Lord, for I am with you, 
for I will make a full end of all the nations where I have driven you, yet I will not make a full end of you, but I will correct you properly, and by no means leave you unpunished. Okay. Chapter 47. That which came is the word of the Lord to Jeremiah the prophet. Okay. That's a lot of scripture, but the story Jeremiah wanted to tell, you know, listen to me and obey what the Lord has told me. And as he said in the verse 27 and 28 here, he said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take care of Jacob. I'm going to take care of Israel. I'm going to bring them back. He says in the last word there, or last sentence, and by no means leave you unpunished. So, so the punishment's going to come, but Jacob is going to be saved. We know that, that, that Israel is God's own possession. He declared it. We've talked about it. We've shown you in Scripture where it is. He's going to deal with them. He has yet to deal with them. He will deal with them. Um, and, and Jeremiah preached this for 35 years or so, and, it's, and, it, and what he said came true. Um, we don't have the total end of, of, what, of what happened, but Josephus did tell us a little bit about what happened, and it's just like Scripture says. He talks about now in the fourth year of the reign of Jehoiakim, one whose name was Nebuchadnezzar, took the government over the Babylonians who at the same time went up in the great ar army. And he says, Necho, king of Egypt, under whom all Syria then was, uh, uh, understood the intention of the king of Babylon. And this expedition was made against him. He did not... Uh, despised his attempt, but made haste, and a great band of men from the Euphrates defend, defend himself uh, from Nebuchadnezzar. And when they had joined the battle, he was beaten and lost many tens, thousands of soldiers in battle. So, uh, according to Josephus, uh, uh, the king of Egypt says, well, I'm, I'm, I hear the rumblings. I'm just going to go meet him. And he did, and that was his demise, um, according to Josephus. Um, Egypt has been a thorn in the Israelites' flesh from a long time ago. Uh, he went down there. The golden years of, of Egypt were the time that Joseph was down there, and they were the greatest nation on earth. Today, not so much. And as we go through the rest of the book, Jeremiah's is had some prophecy to these nations, and they're they're not anymore. We've talked about Babylon. There are a few ru ruins there, but there's nothing. There's nothing. Okay. Um, well. Bear with Art and I for a few more weeks and we'll get through Jeremiah 
And like we've said in the very beginning, it's not, it's not uh, sequential uh, in our reading. And the last chapter is going to be a recap of what's already happened. Uh, so we'll, we'll go from there. Any questions, any comments? Yes, Karen. Yes, ma'am. As far as I know, I don't know any particulars, Karen. Uh, but it was, uh, it, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Okay. You look good. You're, you're, you're smiling a little bit. And some of you are pretty sober, but we'll, we'll, we'll take that too. Well, you're all sober, but anyway. <laughs> but anyway, we'll, we'll go from there. I did. I did step into it. And here, Art, shut this thing up. 